Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Superhero action figures over seven inches tall. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Lots of action for one and all. Action figures over seven inches tall. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Thursday is such a crazy, lazy day. Has his own peculiar way of saying hey. Sometimes Thursday almost makes you want to run away. Thursday is such a crazy, lazy day. It's a throwback Thursday. If you're listening today, this show is uploaded June 28th, episode number 1656. Right next to me is... Janet! I got one name! Janet! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! Hi! Hi. I'm your host, Patrick Riley. Listen, Hotshot, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't care for you or for the putrid sludge you're troweling out. But until they change the laws to put you sleaze kings out of business, my job's to help you get back your stench-ridden boxes of smut. And since I'm going to be doing it holding my nose, I'll be doing it with one hand. Oh boy, the censors are in the Riley and Kimmy Show studio as we speak. They're here. Now, somebody who doesn't even mess with the censors is right next to me, even though she is. She's strange, and I like it. Kimmy is in the house. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And welcome to a Throwback Thursday. Woo-hoo. Are you ready to go back in time? Yes, I am. That's what we're going to do on this episode. Matter of fact, every episode we do that. You, you heard right. Every episode, which happens every day, a brand new pop culture oriented show, a talk variety nerd talk show all about the world of pop culture with a heavy emphasis on nostalgia and retro. And memories. That's right. Memories. We hopefully bring back some positive memories and make some positive ones. Tell your friends you found something a little bit different to listen to going to work or coming from work or going to school or or just uh, to escape from reality for a little while. Tell them about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Tell them about our website, RileyandKimmy.com, where you can find archived episodes, celebrity interviews we've done, pop culture stories, Easy ways to listen to us every day through the links of iHeartRadio, iTunes, and SoundCloud, just to name a few. Social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, best way to, well, stay connected with us. To find out where the Riley and Kimmy show will be next. And from time to time, we give away things on Facebook, Twitter, and other social media. What is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy show at RileyandKimmy.com. Pop culture escapism. The Riley and Kimmy show. The Riley and Kimmy show. Shall we play That is a question for this throwback Thursday. Does Kimmy want to challenge her brain cells with a thrilling game of pop culture trivia? What say you, Kimmy? Oh, yeah. Well, good to hear. Now, the timeline may or may not be adjusted. That means it may or may not be in chronological or linear order. Regardless, Kimmy needs your help. Whisper talk to, or if you can, yell at whatever computing device you have the Riley and Kimmy show playing on right now. It could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. Kimmy actually believes you two can communicate that way. She is in your past. You are in her future. She says it works. Mm -hmm. Uh, Who am I to say she's crazy? Other people do that for me. Moving to the very first question, Kimmy, it is in the category of music. How do you feel? Confident? Yes. It was on this date, 1974. 
in Britain, a song is released on 45. We have the B side of that 45. Let's see if you can identify the group. Here is your clue. Can you identify the group, Kimmy? No. I didn't think so. The A-side, you know, it was released in the United States before it was released in Britain. It was released on this date in Great Britain. Identify the title of the song. Here's your clue. Stuck inside these four walls. Sent inside forever. What is the name of the hit? Band on the Run. That's the A side for whom, Kimmy? Wings. That's correct. Now, the B side, which you had no clue of, was called Zoo Gang, which was a minor hit in Great Britain, but not did not chart in the United States. Matter of fact, was not even released in the U.S. The year is 1975. This song is released. Tell us the title. Can you identify the hit? Fame. Who had that as a hit, Kimmy? David Bowie. That's correct. Was that a number one hit in the United States or not? I would say yes. It was number one on the Billboard Hot 100, not... Top 10 in Britain, though. Wow. In the United Kingdom, on the singles chart, it hit number 17. The year is 1978. Members of this group were named Deputy Ambassadors of Goodwill by UNICEF. Tell us the name of the band. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no is it, Kimmy? Kansas. That's right. Was that their biggest hit? Uh, no. You say that was not their biggest hit. Well, tell us what their biggest hit was, Kimmy. I close my eyes Only for a moment And the moment's gone Can you tell me the hit? Dust in the wind Dust in the wind Got it right. Dust in the Wind peaked at number six on the charts and Carrie Wayward Sun hit number 11. And that was the biggest hit for Kansas, Dust in the Wind. The year is 1986. This duo made their farewell concert. Happened in London. Tell me who it is. Is it, Kimmy? Wham. You're right, and Elton John actually joined them on stage. He did a couple of performances. First time he showed up in a clown suit. I'm not kidding. He was dressed like a clown. Oh. And then, then, he, then he changed garb and performed. The year is 1996, and it is film time. This film is released in theaters in the United States. Listen carefully to the trailer. See if you can identify this film. For Professor Sherman Klump, being the big man on campus was no laughing matter. You got to work out. You got to push a switch. Here we go. One, 
Two. His body was disproportionate. Anything I can get for you? Juice, coffee, rack of lamb. His family <laughs> was dysfunctional. I don't know why everybody trying to lose weight in the first place. You're talking about that's healthy. I know what healthy is. And his love life. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much. I'm fatter. Flattered. Was disastrous. <laughs> but now, thanks to the miracle of science. He's about to make a change for the thinner. Ah! I'm Looking for any kind of clothes in particular? Spandex. All spandex. I'm not better call an Your lip. What? Your lip is swollen. Ah! Now that is very nasty. 1996, can you identify the movie? The Nutty Professor. That's correct. Starring whom? Eddie Murphy. Yeah, he was in multiple roles. He was the professor and a ton of other things. Played relatives, too. I take it by the, the tone, or I wish this was on video, by your, your facial expression. You've never seen that film. No. Staying in 1996, this cartoonist got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He is known for something that, well, has this theme when it became a cartoon, Kimmy. <laughs> Is the cartoonist Charles Schultz correct? The year is 2000. Tell us why this person is famous. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Darva Conger announced that she had done a layout for Playboy magazine. Why did Playboy select her? What was she known for? Her I name, Darva Conger. Have no idea. I don't recall that name. Darva Conger had married Rick Rockwell on Fox TV's Who Wants to Marry a Millionaire? Oh. Remember? Well, it was actually, I forgot, Multimillionaire. Oh. Reality TV show. Oh. Completely forgotten, right? Mm-hmm. The year is 2010. An Academy Award-winning actress at the age of 45 divorces a television personality and motorcycle car customizer. His name, Jesse James. They get divorced due to a conflict of personalities after nearly five years of marriage. Do you need a clue? Do you know who it is? Sandra Bullock. Kimmy got that without an audio clue. You you are... Well, you know what? You are one of those that just hangs around in the, uh, the shopping aisles and reads the all the celebrity gossip stuff yeah that's why you know that right you, you read all the you know the, don't you yeah she's an inquiring mind celebrity and notable birthdays famous people born on this date in history kimmy no way on earth you know his name but you know his voice he is or was actually one of the most sought after narrators on planet earth i guarantee you have probably heard him in documentaries, television shows, and commercials. He performed voiceovers for hundreds of TV commercials, including Coca-Cola, IBM, also for Burger King. He was the voice of Nova for many years on PBS. And he was the voice of Forensic Files. A young mother mysteriously died just hours after dining in an upscale restaurant. The search for clues revealed secrets hidden in an attic, an upscale gentleman's club, and underneath a young woman's skin. All homes have a history, which includes the memories, hopes, and dreams of all who have lived there. But this home, in a quiet upscale neighborhood in suburban New York, held something more. In a steel drum, stored in a crawl space, was a secret that someone had hoped would last a lifetime. Florida native Peter Thomas, born on this date 1924 and one of the most sought after of all time narrators. Now his voice, Kimmy, was part of a top 40 hit back in 1985. Can you tell us the hit his voice was used in? Here is your clue. In 1965, Vietnam seemed like just another foreign war. But it wasn't. It was different in many ways. And so were those who did the fighting. In World War II, the average age of the combat soldier was 26. In Vietnam, he was... Can you tell me the title of that hit? No, 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 19. 
Can you tell us who had 19 as the hit? Paul Hardcastle. Paul Hardcastle's 19. He used Peter Thomas's voice. He paid Peter Thomas for that. Now, Peter Thomas had... Well, it's an interesting thing. Hardcastle actually wrote the song. He was inspired after watching a 1984 ABC documentary on the Vietnam War that Peter Thomas had narrated. And that's what inspired that song, which became a big hit in the United States. It was number one on the Billboard Hot Dance Club Play, and it was number one on the United Kingdom singles. And I do recommend checking out the, if, you, if you're interested in the song, Hearing the remixes Paul Hardcastle did, the original remixes, there were multiple versions, and they they are quite unique. Club versions and stuff like that. I love that song. Matter of fact, use it as part of a uh, Memorial Day many years ago when I interviewed Vietnam veterans. Hmm. Next individual, can we identify the writer, the director, the actor who is celebrating a birthday? Tell me how old he is today within five years he co-created this TV show, Identify the TV Show. Can you identify the TV show he was co-creator of? Get smart. Tell us who is having a birthday. Yes, I, I am an Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank... Uh, my Oscar is on my mother's credenza in Brooklyn. Oh. Sits there with my Emmy. And my really? mammy, everybody in the building comes in and to see. It looks very good tonight. Yeah. All mothers are proud of everything. Mm-hmm. What do they know? She never really wanted me to go into show business because she didn't want me to expose myself to the world as an idiot. And mm-hmm. she thought it, it was unseemly and undignified. And those are her own words. Can you tell me who that is? Mel Brooks. Yes. How old is he today within five years? 87. Mel Brooks is 92 so we're doing the math do you get it uh yeah five years wait a minute carrie well i didn't go to your school system so i should be able to do math yeah uh okay yes uh, kimmy does get that next individual i don't think you know him by name kimmy he's a comedian and impressionist some consider one of the best impressionists of all time there are those who say he is far better than rich little especially back in the 1960s and 70s you know him for his cartoon work kimmy i know you know him for his cartoon work he voiced two characters, and the fun part is they talk to each other in the cartoon. Tell us the name of the cartoon he is known for, the cartoon characters. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, what's that over there? Ooh, it looks like a picnic. I love picnics. You know, my mother used to take me on picnics. I think I'd better get over there before the other ants in the neighborhood get the idea and take all the goodies. Hey, now, that's good food. They don't fool around when they go on a picnic. These are good people. Hey, Ed. Ah, uh, what's the matter? You lost, pal? I want to talk to you for a minute. As a matter of fact, I want to talk to you about your future. <laughs> you know, you're talking to the wrong guy. I'm semi-retired. <laughs> you know, it takes 200,000 ants just to make a decent sandwich, and I'm having trouble with just one, and the day's half over. Hey, you know, speaking of the day half over... I got to get this pie back to my little pad before it's spoiled. Okay, you ask for it. You try to talk nice to a guy, and he turns his back on you. So here goes. Can you tell us the name of the characters, the cartoon that he voiced? Um, Aardvark. It's something in the Aardvark. Um, the Ant and the Aardvark. That is it, which ran in what series, Kimmy? The Pink Panther series. That's right. He voiced both of those characters. Now, Jackie Mason is the one impersonation he is doing. That is the Aardvark. Can you tell me the Ant's voice, that the person he is imitating? is somebody very famous. Mm, I can't. It's Dean Martin that he's doing. That is the Ant, and Jackie Mason is doing the Aardvark. People will swear that's Jackie Mason. They will go, that's Jackie But he didn't do that. It's actually this individual who was born on this date... Celebrating his 80th birthday, it's John Biner. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. It's good to see you all again. 
I haven't been here since Ed was here. Ed Sullivan was here. And this is where it all started, ladies. And this is where it was happening. The dog acts, the singers, the, 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 the actors, the dancers. It all happened right here on this stage. So for those of you who want to reminisce and for those of you who want to see it for the first time, here is the Ed Sullivan Show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We have a really big show for you, a really big show tonight. We have the, for, for, for starting off with, before we get to, we're going to have a really fine show for you tonight. We've got the Barzoni brothers. We've got uh, Johnny Mathis. We've got Tony Bennett. We've got just a whole bunch of throat for all the cookie. So here to start things off is Johnny Mathis. Chances. Ah, your chances are. That's John Biner celebrating his 80th birthday. Next individual born on this date, 1946 comedian, actress, tell me who it is. A Mr. Richard Fader from Fort Lee, New Jersey, writes in and says, Dear Rosanna, Rosanna Dana. Can you tell me who was born on this date, 1946? Gilda Radner. That's correct. Next individual celebrating a birthday. Once you identify who she is, Tell us how old she is. Here's a scene from one huge movie she was in. Tell me who it is. I'm sorry, Paul. This is all wrong. What? You'll have to do it over again. It's not worthy of you. Throw it all out. Except for that part of naming the gravedigger after me. You can leave that in. But not you. Not with my misery. Remember, Ian did ride for Dr. Cleary at the end of the last book, but his horse fell jumping that fence, and Ian broke his shoulder and his ribs and lay all night in the ditch, and he never reached the doctor, so there couldn't have been any experimental blood transfusion that saved her life. Misery was buried in the ground at the end, Paul, so you'll have to start there. Can you tell me who it is? Kathy Bates. Yes, how old is Kathy Bates today within five years? Sixty-five. Kathy Bates is 70 today. Next individual celebrating her 64th birthday... She starred in the movie Ghost Story. She played the, well, you think it's human, Eva, and she plays the ghost Alma. But you might know her for Star Trek because she was the Borg queen in the Star Trek franchise. She was in the film Star Trek First Contact and then on Voyager, the TV show. Tell me who she is. Are you ready? I am the Borg. I am the beginning, the end. The one who is many. I am the Borg. I am the Collective. I bring order to chaos. You are in chaos, Data. You are the contradiction, a machine who wishes to be human. We too are on a quest to batter ourselves, evolving toward a state of perfection. Kimmy's idol, the Borg Queen. I, I'm, I'm kidding. Can you tell me, Kimmy? Who played the Borg Queen? Who I, was in Ghost Story? I can't recall her name. Alice Krieger is celebrating her 60th birthday today. She she plays scary crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, scary crazy. Mm-hmm. And if you like her, if you've seen the movie uh, Star Trek First Contact, but never seen the Voyager episode, she said, I think she's better in that Voyager episode, Kimmy, because of Kate Mulgrew. She's acting opposite. It's fantastic. It is the 2001 episode called End Game. And you get two versions of... Kate Mulgrew's character playing against her because it's a time travel episode mm. and it's fantastic. Next person, an actor celebrating a birthday. Once you identify this person, Kimmy, tell us how old he is within five years. Here is an audio clue from a 1985 film he starred in. Tell me who it is. Thanks for the ride. I've been out here all day. I'm not interrupting anything, am I? It's not easy getting rides. You know what I mean? I mean, most people are afraid to pick up hitchhikers. I mean, you never know who you might pick up. I mean, I, I could be some crazy slime ball. I mean, a real deranged, violent psycho, you know what I mean? I mean, a guy who would rip your heart out and eat it just for pleasure. I'm talking about a total maniac. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Why aren't we moving? Don't you want to give me a ride? Kimmy, can you tell me, first of all, the movie that audio clue's from? Oh, you twisted it on me. Um, it's uh, uh, A Sure Thing. The Sure Thing, you're correct. Can you tell me 
who the actor is. John Cusack. Yes, how old is John Cusack today within five years? Fifty-two. Exactly right. Now, this might be impossible TV trivia for you, Kimmy, because this person is known for television. Tell me how old this person is once you identify who it is. We don't think you can do it. The judges, are, they're saying, don't ask the question. I, I can see you, and I can right through the soundproof glass, but we will ask the question regardless. She played the character Stephanie, the young child, on All in the Family and its spinoff, Archie Bunker's Place. Tell us who she is. Here she is talking about how she got the role and how she prepares for episodes. No, no, I never even thought of it. Never even occurred. Never thought it ever passed my mind that I would ever be on the show. Well, um, they saw me in the regional cast of Annie on Broadway, and um, well, when I came out to California, I got an appointment with Norman Lear, and he wanted me for one of any four shows. And um, when I was walking through the hallway of, CB- of yeah, CBS. I think of Tandem, but CBS, yeah. um, Carol Sami, remember me from Annie, in the picture, crossed his mind of Stephanie. Well, I really just, you know, sort of, I look through my script a few times, and then, you know, we just, we just, we just go over it a lot on the set, like, we block, we don't actually go over reading it, but we block it out, and just memorize it that way. I don't, I don't really sit down and memorize it. Can you tell me who she is? Who played Stephanie? Danielle Bruzbois. Wow. That is amazing. That's close enough. Danielle Brisbois, can you tell me how old she is today within five years? Um, 49. Yeah. Did somebody shout that out to you? Uh-huh. They did? Yeah. Well, they shouted out the right answer. She is 49 today. Next individual, Kimmy, a country singer. She gained fame as a contestant on the fifth season of American Idol. She finished in the sixth place. Tell me who she is and how old she is within five years. Here's your clue. Cause I'll be there in the back of your mind From the day we met to you Making me cry and it's just too bad You already have the best days The best days of your life Best days of your life from 2008. It charted number nine on the country charts. Who is having a birthday, Kimmy? Wow, no clue. She's celebrating her 32nd birthday today. It's Kelly Pickler having a birthday. Okay. I see dead people. Famous people, celebrities, who passed away on this date in history. See if you can tell me who they are, Kimmy. We have a, well, a question's a little bit different on this one. 1836, he died. Died at the age of 85. Tell us why he is on the famous list. His name, James Madison. He was a president. That is correct, Kimmy. Let's see how well you know your U.S. history. What number president of the United States was James Madison? Quickly, go through the cards in your head. She used to have like the president's cards or something no, like I that. No, I didn't. Well, okay, then go through that. Not child- good at this one. You can do I'm this. I'm not Kim- good at this you, you one. You can do this one. You- number 12. Kimmy, you've been to the Hall of Presidents out at Disney. You've seen the reenactments and stuff. You cannot tell me. Number 12. Number 12 is totally wrong. He was number 4 from 1809 to 1817. He was right after, since he's number 4, he was right after... Thomas Jefferson? Yes, and he was right before... John Quincy... No. Or, Let's just stop. James Monroe. I told you I'm not good at that. that. Well, That's sad. I have plenty of history books here for you to read. As you know, that's a passion of mine. And we, we have plenty. I never had to learn the presidents in order. Really? No. Are you serious? Serious. I was able to name them all the way in, when I was in elementary school, all the way up to that point who was president of the United States all the way through. Mm. I know somebody who could do the vice presidents too. Ugh. Yeah. I used to work with him. I won't name him. He reminds me of like Clark Kent a little bit. I worked at a news talk radio station uh-huh. with him. I think you know who he I is. I know who that is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's still up in that marketplace. You know which one I'm talking about, uh-huh. right? Okay, the Clark Kent kind of guy, mm-hmm. but he was no Superman. Next individual passed away in 1974, Kimmy. Known for this TV show, identify the TV show he starred in from 1964 to 1969. What is the name of the TV show? Gomer Pyle. He was a star on that show, one of the stars. He passed away 1974 at the age of 50 due to a heart attack. 
who died on this date. My name is Gunnery Sergeant Carter. You will do well to remember that. Because it's the only name that's going to matter to you from now on. Carter. Sergeant Carter. Is that clear? Let me hear it. What's my name? Sergeant Carter, sir? Sergeant Carter, sir. I can't hear you. <laughs> Sergeant Carter, sir. I am your sergeant, your senior drill instructor, your mama and your papa. I will watch over you every minute. I will be your whole world from now on. You are going to try and become Marines. You're going to follow in the footsteps of men who have served from the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. Kimmy, who passed away on this date, 1974, at the age of 50? Oh, I can't do it. You watched Gomer Pyle, mm-hmm. did you not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's also in one episode of Andy Griffith, when Gomer enlists. Mm. Can't do it? Mm-mm. Frank Sutton is who passed away on this date in history. He appeared in something else, which is really cool to check out because he's different. It's a different character. He's not, you know, that really, that was an act. Because you can see his range in The Untouchables. He played four different people. One, a simpleton who likes to play with fire. Plays a character by the name of Benny. In the Stryker Brothers, that's the episode uh, where he plays a simpleton. And then in three other episodes, he's a different character. That's the Untouchables, the original series. And he appeared in multiple episodes of Love American Style. I can't recommend that show because I never liked it. <laughs> I just I, I just can't picture Sergeant Carter in Love American Style. Mm-mm. The year is 1975. This person dies at the age of 50. Kimmy, tell me who it is. The word that Mrs. Bronson is unable to put into the hot, still, sodden air is doomed. Because the people you've just seen have been handed a death sentence. One month ago, the Earth suddenly changed its elliptical orbit, and in doing so, began to follow a path which gradually, moment by moment, day by day, took it closer to the sun. And all of man's little devices to stir up the air are no no longer luxuries. They happen to be pitiful and panicky keys to survival. The time is five minutes to twelve, midnight. There is no more darkness. Can you identify the TV show, Kimmy? Twilight Zone. You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. A journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Who passed away on this date, 1975, at the age of 50? Rod Serling. That's right. Now, he created, he wrote, he directed The Twilight Zone, not all the episodes. Can you tell me what other show he was narrator of? The Night Gallery. The Night Gallery. That theme always scared me. Well, it scared me, too. Remember, I grew up in the haunted house. Uh, that thing frightened it me. It scared me when I heard that on a Sunday night. Oh, yeah. Sunday nights. And then one of the TV stations in a far off, because I live way out in the middle of nowhere, but it was far away. But the TV, one of the TV stations decided to run that thing in late night, mm-hmm. you know, and after, you know, in like syndication kind of thing. And mm. oh, it scared me to death mm-hmm. coming across that thing. I'm not a big fan of Night Gallery. No. Not because of that. There's just... There's not really. There's a couple episodes I really like, but generally uh, I like Twilight Zone a lot better. Yeah. And he had freedom with Twilight Zone, which he did not have with Night Gallery. He didn't have the creative freedom that he did. Plus, even though Night Gallery was made at a later time period when technology had improved, it doesn't look as good either, right. film-wise. Right. You know the way it was shot and stuff like that. All right, that's just being nitpicky. Moving back to trivia, it was on this date in 1985. I won't ask you who or what or where. We're just going to mention because he was an important part of Hollywood. James Craig, actor, dies at the age of 73. He's best known for appearances in films like Kitty Foyle and The Devil and Daniel Webster. He was a leading man at MGM in the 1940s where he appeared in films like The Human Comedy. Judges are giving a thumbs up. They think you did a fantastic job on this Throwback Thursday. Oh, thank you very much. We're going to go back in time now and honor something we talked about on Trivia for the Golden Age of Radio. Radio was new. 
We mentioned just seconds ago that actor James Craig died on this date in 1985 at the age of 73. He was no stranger to the Golden Age of Radio. We have a 1943 Golden Age of Radio production he starred in called Men in White. Going back in time, 1943. Here's James Craig, Men in White, on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Esther presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight, Men in White. The starring players... This is Gene Hershort. This is Louise Albritton. And this is Jim Craig. Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in a revival of a famous play and Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer's motion picture, Man in White, by Sidney S. Kingsley. It stars Gene Herschelt in his original role of Dr. Hochberg, Louise Albritton as Laura Hudson, and James Craig as Dr. Ferguson. As Dr. George Ferguson, in turn, walked down the hospital corridor to his quarters, he was at peace with the world. He had just saved a man's life by quick and proper treatment. The world-famous surgeon, Dr. Hochberg, had chosen him to become his assistant as soon as he had completed his formal studies. And he had an often postponed date with his fiancée, Laura Hudson. Then, just as he was turning into his room to dress for the evening... One of the older staff doctors advised him that he would have to stay in for the evening to perform a transfusion. Disappointed, Dr. Ferguson turned and went up on the roof, where Laura, her father, and Dr. Hochberg were waiting for him. What's delaying, George, Dr. Hochberg? Well, Laura, when I came up here on the roof, he was just going into the operating room. Well, I want to see him. I haven't had a real kiss for days. They make a slave of that boy here, Hochberg, and he doesn't get a dime. Oh, well... Watch your blood pressure, Hudson. George is not here for the money. He's here to learn. The harder he works, the more he learns. When he comes with me, his pay is going to be $20 a week. But there's a chance to work. $20 a week. Laura, it's a good thing I've got the money to keep you two going. Mr. Hudson, Laura, George is a fine boy with great promise. Please do not spoil him. The doctor's character is as important as his skill. The next five years are the crucial years in that boy's life. They're going to tell whether he becomes an important man or not. George is an important man right now, Hockey, to me. To you? Well, I don't count. Who says you don't count? Oh, George, darling. I thought you'd never get here. Oh, George, uh, my secretary is tending to the wedding invitations. Better get your list into him and see him about your visas, too. Oh, yes, sir. You know, Laura, I still can't believe it's going to happen. Oh, neither can I. Vienna's going to be lots of fun. Fun? Oh, you don't know. Wait till you've seen the Praetor. George is going to Vienna to study with von Eiselberg, Laura. When I visited von Eiselberg, his students spend all the time working, oh, with an occasional glass of beer for relaxation. That's what George's Vienna is going to be, Laura. Oh, stop being a killjoy, hockey. Come on over to the other side of the roof, George, where we won't have to listen to him. <laughs> Go ahead, George. I'll call you when I want you. Oh, thank you, Dr. Hagberg. George, dear, let me look at you. Your eyes are tired. I didn't have much sleep last night. It was a very sick house. You're overworked, and I don't like it one bit. <laughs> I don't seem to get a kick out of life anymore unless you're around. And that's not very often, is it? Well, we'll make up for it later on, all through the years. I wish I'd lived all my life with you. I wish I'd been born in the same room with you and, and played in the same streets. I'm glad you missed them. They were ordinary and gloomy. Oh, it was all right for me. I was busy. All my life, I've wanted to be a fine doctor, and when Hartberg picked me to work with him, it justified all the tough years. 
It means so much, doesn't it? Everything. And all the time you were working, I, I was being just another poor little rich girl. Then I met you, and... Well, I, I guess you're the only thing in the world I ever really wanted. Laura, darling. Calling Dr. Ferguson. Calling Dr. Ferguson. Oh, why does that voice always have to search us out and spoil everything? It's no use, Angel. That's my call. All right, go on. Go to work. But remember, tonight I have you all to myself. Uh, Laura, I've got bad news. I can't make it tonight. I have to stay in. Again? I'm sorry I tried to get out of it, but I couldn't. There's a transfusion I have to do. George, after Vienna, when we come back to New York, can't we arrange our lives like human beings? You can open an office, have regular hours, specialize. But, but I'm to work with Hockberg. That's just it. I know hockey. I'll never see you. Laura, all my life I've worked, worked hard for a chance to be with a man like Hockberg. I can't give that up. But our life together, George, nothing can be as important as that. But can't you see, this work of mine will make our lives important. Dr. Ferguson, calling Dr. Ferguson. <sighs> They're calling you. I've been expecting that call. A little girl is very ill. Then go. Oh, I can't continue this way, George. I'd much rather break off right now. Go on, take care of your little girl. <laughs> You saved the child's life, Dr. Ferguson. That's what I've been training all my life for, isn't it? Isn't that all I live for? Yes, sir. I suppose it is. Well, forget it. Get that tray and the rest of the mess out of here. I'll wait till you come back. Yes, sir. Oh. What's the matter with you, nurse? I... This is my first case with a sick child. I thought she was going to die. And I got to like her an awful lot. Mm. First case. I... Student nurse. English, aren't you? Yes, sir. What's your name? Denning. Barbara Denning. I know how you feel, Barbara. Hmm. Nerves all tied up in a knot. Want to yell. I feel the same way myself. Take my advice. Now, get as far away from this hospital as you can tonight. Have a good time. Relax. Forget the hospital. I can't. I, I have an exam in Materia Medica tomorrow. Materia Medica? Yes. Hmm. I think I have some notes that might help you. Oh? I'll leave them with the orderly on the first floor. Well, thank you, doctor. If, uh... If she wakes up in any pain, give her a hypo. Yes. And if her temperature goes below normal, call me. I'll be in. Tonight, too? Yes, tonight, too. Come in. Oh, hello, Dr. Hogberg. Hello, George. I, uh... Just stop by to tell you that it won't be necessary for you to stay in tonight. But what about the transfusion for the boy in 401? He passed away about ten minutes ago. Oh. Good night, George. Good night. I'll see you in the morning. Operator, give me Atwater 90032. Hello? Hello, Laura. Look, dear, I can make it tonight after all. Well, I'm afraid I can't. Oh, what do you mean? Well, you can hardly expect me to be sitting waiting for the phone whenever it's convenient to you. I've made other plans. But, Laura... I'm in a hurry, George. But what about our plans, our engagement, Vienna? There's no use talking about that, George. You made your choice this afternoon. Laura, please. Please, Laura. doing here? Well, I came for those notes you were going to give me. Oh, of course. I forgot. Stupid of me. Let's see. What was it? Materia Medica? Yes, uh-huh. Well, I, I had them here someplace. I suppose I oughtn't to have come to your room. Pathology, histology. No, no. I hope nobody saw me. Oh, here it is. Materia Medica. Thank you. Uh, not at all. I hope there's some help. Well, I'll return them to you in the morning. Oh, dear. What's wrong? The head nurse, right outside. See you? No, I don't think so. 
Well, wait a minute. She'll be gone. Better sit down. Yes, thanks. Ah, don't mind me tonight. You... You work hard, don't you? Work? Sure. What else is there but work, work, work? Oh, I'm... I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. You know, when I thought that child was going to die, I rather got the feeling that I... Well... (laughs) I can't put it in words. I know that feeling. You too? Yes, me too. I'm tired of work and blood and sweat and pain. The born poor one is dead. And you begin to wonder. You begin to wonder, does anything make any difference? Yes. And you get so lonely. You feel that tomorrow it's me. And the only thing that matters is just being alive. Just being alive now. Oh, George. I'm sorry, Barbara. Please don't feel that I just... No, no, no. Thank you, Barbara. I was lonesome and unhappy and... No, please. Don't explain. You don't have to explain anything to me. Ever. What? I was lonesome and unhappy, too. I wanted you to kiss me. Oh. Well, I'd better see if the coast is clear so you can get back to your quarters. Yes, I suppose you had better. If, uh... Anyone should find you here, we'd both be dismissed. Yes, of course. Now, step back against the wall so yes. that no one can see you from the corridor when I open the door. Is there someone there, George? Yes. The head nurse is still standing out there. Oh, do you think she saw me come in here? I don't know. Well, if she did, I'll take the blame, George. Don't be an idiot. Your career is much too important to be ruined just because I was lonesome and unhappy. I, too, was lonesome and unhappy, Barbara. We're in this together. Then I don't care what happens. George. Yes, Barbara. Kiss me again. Again. And again. several months since the night that Dr. Ferguson and Laura Hudson quarreled over the demands that medicine made upon the young doctor's time. Laura has won her struggle, and Dr. Ferguson has put aside his lifelong dream of working with Dr. Hawkbird. As the curtain rises, Dr. Ferguson and Laura are waiting for Dr. Hawkbird in his hospital office. Oh, darling, when I think of how close we came to drifting apart... Don't even talk about it. We'll be married in less than a week and on our way to Vienna. Well, so you finally returned, George. I know you've been away since 12 o'clock. I left Dr. Michelson in charge to cover for me, Dr. Hogberg. Did you give him instructions for all your patients? Well... He thought you had given antitoxin to the patient in 341. Well, I, I hadn't, but I intended to tell him. I guess I forgot. Forgot? Is that a thing to forget? No, Hockey, don't blame George. It's my fault. I dragged him away. He's not supposed to leave the hospital at all. It's a very sick house. You know that, Dr. Ferguson? Yes, sir. But, Hockey, this was important. Really important. It was a rehearsal of our wedding. A rehearsal of your wedding? That's nice. Very nice. Upstairs in room 341, there's a boy all smashed to bits. There'll never be a wedding for him if he develops tetanus. You know what tetanus is, Laura? Locked jaw. Death in a horrible agony. Oh, Hockey... I'm sorry. Sorry! George has only a few more days in the hospital, my dear. I want him to keep his record clean. Of course. George. Yes? I understand that the hospital's board of directors have made a deal with Laura's father to appoint you to the staff in exchange for a certain amount of money. Well, yes. Do you still want to accomplish something in medicine? Certainly. Do you mean that? Yes. What are you driving at, Hockey? You love George, don't you, Laura? You know I do. And you and your father want to help him, of course. But you're not helping him. George, uh, that appointment to talk to you about, you won't be ready for it. Well, after your study in Vienna, I thought... One year? <laughs> no, George. Well, I didn't expect it to be easy. I counted on work, hard work. Ten years of it, then, yes. Really, Hockey, I don't see how the appointment is going to hurt George. There are a great many things you can see, Laura. 
Well, if George goes into practice, we'll have some time to ourselves. Time? How? There are only 24 hours in the day. He's going to work with me, and if... Or is he? Are you George? Oh, Hockey, we're young. We love each other. We want a little more out of life than just... I see. I see. So you've decided not to come with me next year, George. Well, after all, Hockey, we feel we'll be happier that way, and... Of course, Laura. It's George's life and yours. You have a right to decide for yourselves what you're going to do with it. Better get into your uniform, George. We may have to operate shortly. A new case has come in under surgical service. One of our own nurses. That nice little English girl. What's her name? Oh, yes, uh, Denon, Barbara Denon. Oh, you yes. remember her? Yes, I remember her. An excellent nurse. Poor child. Such a nice little girl, too. Peritonitis. Peritonitis? How bad is it? Temperature 105, blood count way up. What happened? Ruptured appendix? Much more serious than that. <laughs> you, uh, like this gypsy restaurant, George? I guess so. Ah, it's good to get away from the hospital once in a while. Mm-hmm. The nurse told me you watched the Barbara Denon case all last night, George. Ah, that was very thoughtful. Temperature down this morning, huh? Yes. How was the boy in 341? Well, I examined the x-rays. He has a fracture of the tibia of the left leg. No further evidence of internal injury. I guess he'll be all right. Good, good. He's a lucky boy. He looked badly hurt. Dr. Hartberg, there's something I got to tell you. I know, I know. Uh, eat your lunch and try to forget it. But you don't understand. I'm going to marry Barbara Denning. I see. You saved some money then? Out of what? Well, how are you going to support her? I'm going into practice. Give up all you worked for? Do you still want to work with me, George? You can if you want to. And in time, you'll be a great doctor. I'm going into practice, I tell you. In that case, you're true. You're finished. You're going to wind up an unhappy failure because you... All right, then I'm through. What good's a profession that can't give you bread and butter after you sweat it out ten years of your life on it? If I can't make a go of practice, I'll find a job at something else. I can always make a living. They told me at the hospital I'd find you here, Hockey. Laura. I'm sailing on the Olympics tonight, Hockey. I wanted to see you. Alone. Laura, please... I'll be at the hospital, Dr. Hartberg. All right. Sit down, Laura. Well, I got spanked all right, Hockey. Harder than you deserved. Better now than later. I'm washed up with the whole business. Yes, of course. You feel that you It was can... a pretty rotten trick. You know that. I know nothing. Except the human body. A little. And I have never met a man or a woman so wise that impulse couldn't make a fool of them. You think I still care? Well, I don't. Well, that's fine. And it doesn't make any difference to you that right now he's thrown his life away. None at all. Well, I'll have to get back to the hospital. Uh, why don't you ride along with me? Uh, I'd like to talk to you about your father. You know, Laura, he's smoking entirely too much for me. doing here? Well, Dr. Hartberg asked me to meet him in his office. Where is he? I don't know. He came in and then went right out. Laura, I... I don't want you to go away feeling like this. What difference does it make how I feel? A great deal to me. Of course. I love you, Laura. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I don't care whether you believe it or not, but I do. Then how... Oh, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense, George, except... Oh, I don't know. Oh, uh, George. Yes, Dr. Hartberg? I wish you'd have a look at the Boeing 341. Right away, sir. Well, Laura? Oh, I don't know, Hockey. I don't know. The Denon girl hasn't a chance. Blood clot on the lung. Temperature clear off the chart. Oh, we've tried everything. Caffeine intravenously, adrenaline directed to the heart. All useless. I, uh, 
I didn't want to tell George just yet. Is she suffering? I was able to save her that. She, uh, she asked to see you, Laura. Will you? Oh, of course, Hockey. Of course. in there with her now, George. I sent for you because I'm sure she'll want to see you. And it's only a matter of minutes. Isn't there anything... Don't you know something we can do? No, there's nothing more we can do, George. Nothing. Then what's the use? What good is all of this? Why go on? We don't know anything. We're only guessing. There isn't a man in medicine, George, who hasn't said what you've just said and meant it for a minute. All of us, George. And you're right. You're groping. You're guessing. But at least our guesses today are closer than they were 20 years ago. And 20 years from now, they'll be still closer. She wants to see George, Hockey. Laura, will you wait until I come back? Yes, George. I'll wait. Thank you. Oh, that poor, lonely child, Hockey. Do you really understand that, Laura? Of course I do. You've learned a lot. Grown up a lot. In just a few minutes. Well, if I have, Barbara taught me. Yes? Taught me how selfish I've been. How little I've understood the goal George is working toward. What a great doctor he can be if nothing distracts him. She's given me so much. If only there was something I could do to help her. To help? It's the only thing any of us want to do. That's why we do it, Laura. My father was a surgeon, a good one. Hmm. I remember when I was a boy, about 13. He came to my room one night and apologized because he was going to die. His heart had gone bad on him. Oh, he could have lived 20 years longer if he'd quit work and taken it easy. But he wouldn't quit. He used to say, above all else is humanity. Well, that's a pretty big thought, Laura. Alongside of it, you and I don't really matter very much. George, is she... She's dead, Laura. Oh, poor thing. Uh, you two wait here for me. I'll be back. Well, goodbye, George. Goodbye. I'm sailing for Europe tonight. I know. What are your plans, George? Work. Work. With Hochberg? Yes, after I've studied in Vienna. I can work my way through. George, let's go someplace where we can talk this over. Quietly and sanely. No, Laura. This is where I belong. I know. You understand? Yes, George. And you're right. You've always been right. You and hockey. It's... It's bigger than any of us. Dr. Ferguson. Calling Dr. Ferguson. Well, that's your call, George. Goodbye. Goodbye, Laura. When will you arrive in Vienna, George? Oh, in about three months. Calling Dr. Ferguson. Calling Dr. Ferguson. I'll wait in Vienna, George. I'll be... I know. You'll be frightfully busy, but... Well, there'll be moments, and... Ella, I better get accustomed to waiting, George. Dr. Ferguson, Dr. Hochberg. Calling Dr. Ferguson and Dr. Hochberg. You are wanted in the operating room. Emergency. Laura. Yes, George? Will you wait until I come back? Of course I'll wait, George. Of course. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.